Hey folks, welcome back to Divas, Diamonds, and Dollars podcast. We empower today's lady boss who seeks whole life strategies for living her best life. We bring you the key success principles to support you as you grow into the best version of yourself, sharing key insights on personal finance, business, and leadership to empower you with the tools and strategies to help you get ahead and succeed at a higher level. Because that's what it's all about. I'm your host, Larissa Troche, together with my co-host, Cecilia Benford. Awesome doodles. Let's do it, girlfriend. All right. Calling entrepreneurs, aspiring business owners, and always our community supporters who believe in the power of diverse businesses and growing your local economy. Everyone wants to build legacy and generational wealth. Emphasis. Everyone wants to build legacy and generational wealth. Keep that thought. Let's continue pursuing this vision for successful businesses. Of course, a little station break. Before we jump into today's episode, we just want to invite you to pop on over to Spotify or Apple Podcast and subscribe to our channel. As you know, um, when you subscribe, all the episodes are automatically downloaded to your device and it feeds the almighty algorithm. So thank you in advance. Subscribe today. All right. So we are going to get started, ladies, and perhaps a few gentlemen. So last week we did tell you we were going to have a different topic, but we do think it is important to talk about this month being National Black Business Month. Now, you may already know that, but we want to touch on challenges for Blacks that make this a separate financial topic. So, you know, August is our financial month, right? So if you aren't a Black entrepreneur, you can help Black businesses improve their bottom line. We have talked about there are a lot of opportunities to have a brighter financial future, but now let's talk about financial acumen required to gain financial backing and funding. So I've already kind of clued you in to, it might be different for black businesses, right? So there are several ways to focus on the contributions of black business owners. I mean, I always feel like, obviously if we're calling out some specific day, national month, day, well then those are contributions. But first, a bit of history about National Black Business Month. Black entrepreneurship goes back to 1898. And actually, I've seen some indications where some have said even earlier, but officially 1898. Engineering entrepreneur Frederick Jordan partnered with executive director of the scholarly publishing company eAccess Corps, John William Templeton in 2004 to highlight and empower Black business owners due to the unique challenges faced by these owners. And while I don't go into it here, well, he faced some unique um, challenges to start his business, okay? But I'm here to tell you he's doing very well today. So a you know, we always got to have a few statistics to kind of make our point. Approximately 10% of American businesses are Black-owned. Blacks spend more than $700 billion annually. And yet, 
Black-owned businesses receive less than one half percent of all the sales receipts. I don't know how that sticks in your crawl, but it doesn't stick in mine very well. What do you say to that? I think we can all agree that it's a challenge and the fact that we had to carve out on a, you know, a specific month to just highlight. The thing of it is, folks, when there is a specific month, that doesn't mean you only do things in that month. I'm just going to mention it. You know what? We had 365 days. How about that for you to choose from? And any business, a when I say business, when you're thinking about your uh, spending dollars, for every business that you think you need to <clears throat> patronize, there is a Black-owned business that you could do likewise. And this is the one that I've been talking about lately for my voice. <clears throat> for example, Home Depot is a white-owned party-supporting business that I prefer not to patronize, whereas the CEO of Lowe's, for example, is, uh, uh, is Black. And I'm just pointing that out just because that is a common place where you spend your dollars. And oh, let me rephrase. That's where Larissa hangs out. Oh, all <laughs> the members contribute greatly to that. Yes. <laughs> that is a good weekend for me. So I'm supporting our nation by supporting our home improvement goods. And I'm sorry, what did you say, Sam? No, I'm right there with you. Not just you, the Benfords uh, have a little banking dollars with both places. It's, I appreciate that observation. So, and I don't actually think about it that much, but I, when I find out, I try and make sure that, you know, I'm I'm making a difference. I don't know. I, I want to feel like I'm making a difference because you do have a choice where you spend your dollars. That's all I wanted to point out. And we, we're talking to Black business owners as a whole, but we're speaking also to the entrepreneurial community at large. And then we got three good pots here. We're also speaking to the consumer side. Okay, so when we look at how we focus on your business, as I said, Black business owners, entrepreneurial community at large, that is too often underrepresented, underrepresented when it comes to gaining access to capital and opportunities to build wealth. And, you know, we did an exceptional may I just say exceptional series, uh, actually almost a year ago today on um, building a sustainable business. So I, I invite you to go look that up. That was our September series in uh, the previous season. And it was actually four good episodes on how to build your business and make sure it's there for the long-term. And I just want to remind you of that <clears throat> because honestly, the primary opportunity previously only available to the 1%, and I'm trying hard to change that, folks. I'm working on wealth building for the rest of us. Has been gaining financial backing and funding. Building on, you know, like I said, the previous conversation, position yourself to ensure your business finance package is attractive to lenders and other stakeholders. You have to know your numbers. Picture, if you will, Shark Tank. Now, I try not to watch that too often because I just think you can make a deal without being mean to folks. I just don't like when folks are being mean, but they will cut you down real quick if you don't know your numbers. Ah. So when you're contemplating, no, before 
you're contemplating asking for money, investors or other equity partners, you better have those numbers on. Like, I couldn't spell that if someone my life depended on it, but I think y'all know what I meant. <laughs> um, and, you know, you have to know your cost of goods sold. It'll be uh, abbreviated COGS on your statement. First of all, you better know how to... Even though ideally you're paying someone to do your books, you should still know how to prepare and read your uh, balance sheet and your income statements. Those are the two critical documents for your business finances. You need to know the almighty cash flow. That should be at the very tip of your tongue. Mm -hmm. Anytime someone says hello, hello, my numbers are, okay? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But you better be ready. Yeah. But having said all that, I need you to know help is available. You do not have to go it alone. Number one, like I said, your bookkeeper is going to put your numbers together, but he or she is only going to do what you give them. And they're not necessarily going to be on the advisory side of the situation, which is why I keep getting so disappointed with my tax preparers because they're just plugging the numbers that I give them. You have to, be able to know what you are talking for and what talking about and what you need. So look for free seminars. They are out there. Uh, webinars and workshops from organizations such as SCORE, for example, uh, Service Corps Retired Executives, they honestly live to serve and they have total, total a catalog of, of resources for you, as well as the Small Business Association. Don't forget SBA. Um, I'm not run, recommending that you run out there and, and apply for a loan because you can't do that without having your numbers together. Uh, you know, SCORE supports small businesses by providing um, information and strategies, tips, if you will, on running a successful business. Um, and having your numbers together on this is only part of the picture because you also need to know that there are options out there. You need to know the different types of funding available and the essential documentation. And I already said, know your numbers and projections as your cash flow, uh, current and future. These are, this is the information that's needed to secure funding. I cannot tell you how critical this is. That's kind of a little bit of reputation, repetition here. <laughs> so I, it's, I, it's just that important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the, I, I did get my um, MBA because I always knew I wanted to be entrepreneurial. But, you know, once you're out of the classroom, if you're not doing it every day, you forget. So one of my favorite reading series, honestly, I haven't seen, I haven't bought one lately, is the For Dummies series. But there is accounting for non-financial um, people. I'm sure the word isn't people. But anyway, it's, it's the For Dummies series. It's not to say that you're dumb, but I don't think you have to complicate your information. And I like to get my information and absorb it quickly. So when I wanted to learn something new, I would always, always, I do a lot of reading and attending seminars and workshops. But when I wanna hunker down and drill further, I do like that series because, because it is very plain language. It's not a lot of jargon. It's not a lot of business speak. It's like bada bam, bada boom. So, um, but anyway, it doesn't have to be the For Dummy series. There's plenty of information out there, but you know, you sometimes need to get the information from multiple sources, you know, whether, and we all learn differently. So that's why we suggested the classroom. We suggested the webinar. I'm always suggesting a good book. Um, but anyway, there are options out there. You do not have to say, oh, I need a loan. Let me go to the bank. First of all, the bank's probably not going to give you any money. Banks only want to give you money when you don't need it. That is, mm -hmm. that is a, 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 an old saying, but it's kind of true. 
um, because they're very risk averse. So consider that is why people try and go after uh, what's it called, venture capitalists and, and and angel investors, but they're not trying to give you any money either without getting a piece of the pie. So, um, but and there's always. I shouldn't say always. There could be possibly friends and family who want to support your vision. We talked last week about crowdfunding platforms such as Kickstarter, and, I, and there's a GoFundMe or the peer-to-peer -peer lending. And, and obviously, it depends on how much you need and what you need it for. But I'm just wanting you to remind you that, and I said it, SBA, uh, Small Business Administration, there are lots of options. Do not just put your nose on one target and go after it. Get your numbers in order and consider which is the best option for your current situation. Phew. So understand the different funding sources, whether it's a bank or an investor. And let me just go back to the bank for just a second. If you're going to do a bank, I plead with you every week. I do it somehow. Avoid the big box banks. First of all, every five minutes, Wells Fargo and, and, and Bank of America are in the news for something they've done crooked. And I see people who use them because yeah. of name recognition. And I'm like, do you not care about ethics and integrity? These right. are feisty. Oh, I not spell that either, but I think you know what I mean. Mm. So, uh, a regional bank, not the big box banks. So look at your local bankers, establish a relationship with them that means you're going to have to have some deposits on one with them so when you you need a business account, you need multiple business accounts and we're going to talk about that next month i hope you will tune in for that and if you it's going to be super exciting but anyway you're you need to establish a relationship with a um local bank and i could give you some names here but that applies to me so look around your town for people who are not chase not wells fargo and not bank of america so look, whatever city that you live in, for example, I used to live in Fremont. There's a Fremont Bank and there's a Bank of Stockton. And so see, I'm sure you know some names, but I'm saying look at your city and it doesn't have to be your, your credit union, but they're also kind of conservative, but still credit unions are, they do actually have business loans. I was so surprised to find out. So anywho, understand the different funding sources um, and their requirements, at least at a high level. Uh, because you need to understand the conversation so you can participate in the conversation. You can't just say, uh, here's some papers, here are my numbers. What do you, what do you think? No, because they're going to have questions. They're going to know the whys, want to know the whys and wherefore. Like I already talked about your COGS, your cost of goods sold, for example, and you might not be selling a product. You may have a service. Okay, great. Do you have any contracts? What's your anticipated um, accounts receivable? What's coming in? What are your, you know, what money... What are your customers paying you, you know, and 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 how far out can you project that? Now it's going to want to know about your payables. Who who do you need to pay? So mm. a lot of numbers that you need to know. And again, I cannot emphasize that enough. And critically, are your financial management practices in order to remain funding ready? We hope you don't need another dollar from anybody, right? But at some point, you need to grow. And bootstrapping will get you here, but it's not going to get you here. See, see that gap there? There's a big gap. Um, so keep stay funding ready for prospective funding opportunities. You're not going to do this willy-nilly, but just make sure that your numbers are in order if and when that needs that situation becomes necessary. And I'm just going to say briefly, new favorite topic is technology is a great equalizer. 
actually, let me just go back to make sure your financial management practices for two seconds. They have what's called, and there's an acronym for it, but commonly, generally accepted accounting principles, GAAP. So G-A-A-P. So this is critical. You can't have, you cannot do uh, receipts in a box management, okay? If your business is going to grow and be sustainable for the long term, you need to have your, um, you have need to have your statements, you need to have your your debits and your credits, and you need to have receipt written. May I use the word written procedures in place, okay? So just want to make sure when I said financial management practices that you knew what I meant. But anywho, technology is the great equalizer. You already know it. Everyone is learning about artificial intelligence tools that improve, improve efficiency and growth. And that is the key to success, being efficient with your resources and growing. You too must learn how AI, if you will, is the ultimate leverage for scaling your business. Honestly, people, please, see these hands are folded. Please get ahead of the curve by becoming an early adapter because the people who adapt uh, AI and its superpowers now will be ahead of the people who don't. People who, I was at a meetup last week and I swear this girl, well, she looked very young. I don't know how she didn't call it a girl. I hate to say that. But she's like, oh yeah, I'm not very tech savvy and I'm this and I'm that. And she was like, that was like a badge of honor. I'm like, ooh, mm -mm, I didn't, I don't want to get out in public and start preaching, but you must be an early adapter. Technology is critical. AI is a new kid on the block and you need to harness its superpowers now. Position your business, if you will, for acquisition, whether you ever, ever plan to excel it. What if something happens? Or at some point you want to retire. Just create the procedures and processes, written documentation, clean house of numbers. Your business can be a wealth generating asset if you treat it thusly. I will be relinquishing my soapbox. <laughs> well, you are on a roll and, um, you know, I'm like, you gave a, I can see your passion and really your emphasis on how important all this is, what we're talking about. And so you introduced a couple topics of your banker and uh, you mentioned uh, the SBA. So I wanted to, and, and I think you probably use word, you know, so carrying those two forward, nurturing key relationships. You know, we always talk about those relationships. We have really stressed that many times. I mean, for me, I'm just going to say this is your business playbook. You cannot do this alone. People think they can and many try to, you know, there's very various reasons for that. And honestly, uh, the Black community, a lot of it is a trust factor uh, because of things that they have encountered before. And so when I talk to people, I, you know, it's kind of like, yes, I know that you're right, but, mm -hmm. you know, let's focus on the but going forward. You can't keep talking about the past if you want to go forward, right? And so you have to create a relationship with a banker. Uh, we have our, our credit union and that's mostly through that. I mean, we have several different uh, sources that we connect with, but initially the credit union here, I didn't do too much business with them because uh, they were, you know, a couple decades ago. 
Mm-hmm. I kept my business with one that was, you know, hundred miles away, you know, several hundred miles away. I did that for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, even financing my cars, but you know, but I wasn't walking into the store. So, but, but it was a relationship. And so I finally said, well, you know, it's time to move, you know, move on from there because ultimately the house became under, you know, things here. And there were some other things here that, you know, you, as we talked about last week, you know, you kind of got to start grouping your sources of, you know, where your money is and where you do business as well as your personal things. So um, back to creating a relationship with a banker is what I'm talking about. And hey, let's face it. I'm telling you, a lot of people have some wonderful ideas. They have wonderful products. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't have some foundational moolah, more than your own probably, um, or you have all these things that Louisa has talked about, she talked about putting together a financial package. Well, you need to be able to talk to a banker for that. And people don't realize, um, I, I agree with you about these big box banks. I mean, I just shake my head. The, the one that came out last week, I thought, oh my gosh, this is just criminal. And so, um, but still they exist. I don't understand. Yeah, that. I, right. Me either. I, I well, every time. Why are they? Why are they still in business? Shut right. And, and yeah, you shut down some other banks, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not figuring out this one. As they say, follow the money. But you know, that's another story. But um, banks do have an altruistic portion that they are responsible for. I think, as a matter of fact, uh, one banker, I, t- I talked to a banker and asked, because she had come and spoken to a, a meeting I was at, and I wanted to know what, um, you know, what they were about. And so they were in Cincinnati, actually. And so they, she said they wanted to get back to community like what they used to do. And I realized that um, many years ago, I worked with a... Oh, I can't remember what the, the, I know what the three prongs were, but what we called it. But, you know, today I'd call it a relationship, a collaboration. It was the banks. It was uh, the neighborhood. And, okay, I said I knew what that third triangle was, but probably the housing association that that I worked at. And so it was bringing all three parties together to give loans to people. Okay. And so... We, when you're in business, I mean, you know, things are going to come up. Maybe you have a shortfall, maybe, but more importantly, you do want to grow. And so even if you're not at a posture, maybe to get more money, but you know, letting your bank know how you're doing, you know, there's nothing that says you can't just have a meeting and go and talk to your banker, honestly. That's part and, of relationship building. Don't just always go in when you need something. That's right. And so there's another uh, group around here. This guy used to work at a bank and he was talking about, you know, the things. Well, anyway, he gave his story. But part of his story was going from the bank and, you know, establishing those relationships. And now he's opened up a big business with, um you know, several others, and he's bought a building, um, it's opened up, you know, to help other people. And I think that, you know, there are other stories. And 
it could be your story, okay? Another, because ultimately people really do like to help. I think that's part of it, but you know, you got to keep your business stuff in order. The other one is the SBA and Small Business Administration. So I actually know a lot about Small Business Administration because that was a requirement for what I used to do in government contracting. Mm -hmm. I don't always raise my hand to tell those stories, but um, with businesses, that is a starting place. Now, every state has a Small Business Administration. Uh, there are different levels of it. Some are more active than others. And one thing I'm finding out is I'll talk to people and they'll say, well, I made a phone call and nobody called me back. Okay. Do you stop? Do you want the money? I mean, I, I find that interesting that, you know, I'll, you know, put yourself in that other place to say, maybe they won, maybe they're busy. They had every intention, they forgot. But people have responsibilities. And sometimes maybe if you get to a different person and say, hey, I know you all are responsible for doing this and I need to talk to somebody. I, I think sometimes you need to kind of pull those strings just to get people talking to. Um, so, you know, don't let these things pass and go by. Another point about uh, investing, we, we use the word community a lot because that is today where people are finding that we already told you about the dollars that people spend, right? This, so, so this is not a one-sided, you know, you know, goes off in three different directions. This is all a unit, you know, so we got a business, you put together your business and you have customers and oh, by the way, People, you want people to see you in the community. What are you contributing to your community? Uh, there, there are so many ways. Right now, it is um, going back to school time. A lot of businesses are doing things with schools today. A lot. I mean, it's just amazing what they can do, are doing. And so when people do that, somebody's going to remember you, right? throw that out because we want people to guess right I was just reading our it was a news clip right and this group they put together you know back to school backpacks for example mm -hmm. so I don't know if you have that kind of money but that's a wonderful gesture and frankly there are kids who need it you could sponsor a classroom you know because again there's there's a lot of talk about school lunches and about Honestly, how some schools will shame the kids who can't pay whatever their money is to get their quote unquote free lunch. And then they just either don't feed them or they give them special food. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's not the kids' fault, first of all. Um, right, that's right. You can adopt a, a classroom to help with school supplies. Some teachers, uh, I'm sorry, should remember the, the what do you call that? The, there's a website, honestly, for teachers to put their wish list because you don't yes. know. A lot of teachers yeah. are paying out of their pocket for the school supplies. And I have no idea how that's even possible. But anyway, so you could, you know, you could go online and do something like that. Or again, you've read about, you know, some mucky muck um, celebrity. There we go. Pardon me. Who sponsors a class to help them, you know, see them through and into college. Maybe there's a scholarship or maybe there's just some mentoring. So anyway, um, and other types of sponsorship. So anyway, Get your name out there, your brand out there, your name, your face, 
right. out there so people can see you and put put your company image together with positive uh, influence. So I didn't want to cut you off, but I want to give people real examples so that they could actually say, hey, I could probably do that, you know? Anywho. Oh, I, I, I could name a lot of them. Barbershops are a big one, giving free haircuts. Oh. Uh, there are uh, little salons, you know, you know, um, doing something for the girls, giving them a little manicure and a nail. But the, the big one is certainly backpacks and lunch, uh, lunch totes, shoes. That's another mm -hmm. big one. Coats is another big one because, you know, we're, we're in Ohio. And so, um, I mean, you got a lot of children, so there's plenty of opportunities to do these things. Um, one, one store, you know, where people lined up, I mean, you know, they got the meal, they got the, the bag, and then they got to go do something fun as well. So, um, what you know, if the parent can't remember the child, can say, hey, I want to go back too. And, you know, if someone's giving your child a free haircut, shouldn't you go support that business? I think so. So um, another thing is, seeking out help from a business mentor. So now Larissa uh, was kind enough to mention SCORE. I am a uh, Dayton SCORE mentor and we're the only ones that offer free mentorship. Now, I think there's another group coming along. I mean, other groups do similar type things where we actually do uh, mentorship and it starts with getting your business plan together and, you know, taking a person all the way up to, you know, securing fi financial help or maybe doing a pitch day. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is that you as a business, don't don't turn it down, you know. You, and, oh, by the way, when you do get a mentor, you need to stay with the mentor. Uh, do your homework. That's been assigned. And so one thing in nurturing these key relationships that I find Money is available. Uh, one of the credit unions that I was thinking about, you know, what they did in the past, today they're a different group and why it is in their best interest to be different. And so um, one, like Louisa, you mentioned uh, free seminars or workshops. Here in the Dayton area, in the fall, they call Launch Dayton, which is Startup Week. And they do that in September. And so it's kind of good to have something on the calendar every year. And so I think part of nurturing the key relationships, you know, it comes to me that you need to be disciplined and looking for these opportunities. You need to be disciplined and following up on, do I, you know, do I have a mentor? Uh, have I checked in with a bank? Put yourself, you know, a checklist together. So it's, it's a whole thing, okay? You know, it's just not three words about the people. The people part is that you do have to do something. I think that um, another thing I've seen is sometimes there are some short deadlines out there. And, you know, I, I think sometimes shame on the people who send those out. I kind of wonder sometimes the intent. But guess what? You can be the one that gets some, you know, can secure that funding. If it's a short deadline, hey, show what you're made of and go after it. So let me go back to launch dating for a minute. Uh, they, it's really, um, you know, they're going to have speakers, like 50 speakers. It's networking opportunities. And it's really a whole week. Uh, 
And so the calendar is flexible enough that you can work around it. If you already, you know, whether you're having a business or starting up, you can work around that calendar. Okay. Um, and then like Shark Tank. Well, one of the outgrowths of Shark Tank is uh, what's called pitch competitions. And uh, even the government, before I left the government, we were doing those. And you, that again, another way to get money. So right now, if somebody's listening and you have not heard about this, free publicity, advertising, if you want to, you know, be part of a pitch competition, get your, get your little project going. Hopefully you already got one going, but um, this, you know, people will compete for more than, you know, $20,000 in prizes. So every little bit helps, right? Um, let's see. And so if we're talking about networking, you, you can talk to other vendors. I mean, not vendors. Well, some of them actually are vendors, but uh, people who are really kind of doing the same thing. And I'm I'm a firm believer you can just get an idea from anybody. You just never know until you open up that, you know, communication. Uh, but, you know, one of the things, one of the themes, obviously the goal is to celebrate, inspire, and empower uh, the Dayton region's businesses. Well, that's what we're talking about here. We want to celebrate businesses. We want you to be inspired to go after the things that we're talking about. And finally, it's just that when you put those two together, you are empowered to go do you. And then last thing I'll say, um, well, just ways to tie in things. So we talked about a credit union, right? Look at bank headlines. They, you know, you got to, well, now most businesses are on Facebook. Go out there and do your research and find out who's doing something. So one of the things uh, for Dayton Score, we were having a meeting oh, a couple of weeks ago and we had not had a picnic and um, someone said, well, do we want to have a picnic? So I made the suggestion that, you know, uh, we could tie this to launch Dayton. And what we could do is, this is the fall in September, let's have something in the fall because right now people are, you know, kind of doing the back to school thing, but combine an event with the, you know, Dayton score, but invite um, a couple speakers. So we're actually inviting RIPAC Credit Union, who has a program called SOAR, S-O-A-R, I don't know what it stands for. But it's because they're trying to give away money. They could not give away money before. So this is our opportunity to get that. You know, it's just another, you know, advertising for them. And then we're also going to have the SBA there to talk about what assistance they can provide. And so, so you're not just sitting around, you know, eating food. And, um, uh, and you know, I said, okay, we don't want to be in the heat. Don't know what the weather is around here. So could we find a place that's inside? So we got that going. So anyway, I'm just saying, you got to be creative. Where whatever you, whoever you know, whatever your support is, somebody else is out there doing the same thing. So I think uh, with that, Larissa, tell me, are there any other challenges or choices that you can briefly uh, throw out there before we, you know, wrap just say up? briefly is what I want to know. Maybe I got things to say. Um, yeah. All I'm going to really remind you of is that you know uh, we talked endlessly. 
<laughs> about financing opportunities because number one, financing opportunities do exist. But I also want to remind you that there are different requirements for the different levels. For example, I know once upon a time I was heavy into uh, government contracting. So see, don't, don't slap my hand on this one uh, if I misstate. But uh, for example, there are certain quote unquote no bid contracts right? Um, it's yes. not just getting the money, but it's how you get the business to grow your business. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for example, it's been a minute, so I may have the dollar amounts, but something that's $25,000, for example, you just have to apply. Whereas if, if it's got, you know, six digits, obviously there's more paperwork and more experience required. But anyway, there are different funding levels and different requirements for the different dollar amounts. So when you are seeking funding, Make sure that you are specific in your ask. You can't say, hey, I need some money. No one knows. Some oh, money okay. doesn't have any digits and no one knows what to do with that. Don't you ever go say something. You right. have to get from your vernacular when you're talking to oh. a business, uh, financial institution. Okay, please. Um, and uh, businesses don't go out of business because they don't have a good idea. A lot of businesses go out of business because they can't get to the next level. They lack the funding to grow. So I'm going to invite you to play this again. I'm going to invite you to return back to that four-part series that we did on creating a sustainable business. We want you in this for the long haul, and we want your business to be an asset as part of your wealth-building strategy. That's all I want you to just hammer home for just a second. Be specific. There's different opportunities and different requirements to get those opportunities. So please, don't count yourself out. It will require a little bit of work on you, and that's all. So work never hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. and Very good. You know, they're our friend, the media, and I do support the media. Honestly, I do. Uh, let me rephrase that. I support journalists with integrity. Some of that other stuff is not necessarily, you know. Um, but the news of the media, whomever we're talking about, uh, you know, kind of seems to be in the business of making everyday doomsday. Every day is not doomsday. You are a successful business owner. And if you're not there yet, we want to help you get there. So please do reach out for the support you need. There are many economic opportunities that are happening everywhere. And honestly, what does your creative inner self tell you? How you can focus more on the choices rather than the things that are coming down, you know, potential challenges. And a challenge is really an opportunity wearing overalls, as they say, right? Mm -hmm. Might have to work through it, but that doesn't mean you can't get through it. So don't miss out. Please. Yeah, very, very well stated. Um, I hope you all are excited about what we've shared with you because I just think this is so very important. And I know there's a lot of opportunity out there. You just have to go find it. And you have to. It really doesn't come knocking when they say that. It's not at your door. You need to go out and make your own opportunity. That's right. That's right. You. Are, Don't that's right. Don't be passive. So, right. And as always, we always end with what can you do, right? Um, you know, we're just here to help provide information to you, but you got to go do it, right? So, what is the one thing you could do right now from anything that we discussed today? First and foremost, to everybody listening, support Black businesses, we said this, year-round, not just August, heaven forbid, year-round. And you know what? It might make you go be a little inconvenient. You might have to go out of your way, but that's okay. It's worth it. You'll see some good things along the way. That's how I've, I have come to, but if I have to travel somewhere, I'm looking for, well, 
you know, what else can I say out here? Think about that. Uh, whether you are a startup or want to grow your business, hey, we can't beat this enough. There are networking opportunities. You just can't say, well, I'm just going to go home and, you know, call it a day. Go to those networking opportunities and local events. You might be a little wallflower, but if you go to enough of them, you will come out of that wallflower. You will start blossoming and you will start attracting some conversation and be part of it. Okay. Um, you know, I gave you an example of an event. Well, you know, dating is not that large. Um, there are a lot of obvious reasons why they can do what they do. A lot of business opportunities here. But my point is, it, it, it's happening somewhere in your community too. You just need to go find it, okay? No, honestly, a specific item, action item, go to your city's uh, Chamber of Commerce page. Yes. The, the, chamber, the local Chamber of Commerce is in business to promote business. So make sure that you- You're thinking about that. Yeah, that's, that's I, great. I don't need that. So I'm like, light bulb. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that should be part of your monthly to-do. Cecilia talked about oh, yeah. Like I need to create my own checklist. Um, that should be on your checklist. Check the Chambers page every day. Definitely, uh, they always have a mixer, which, you know, mix, mixed uh, reactions to those. But they always have, uh, uh, what do you call that? Workshops and events. So make sure you put that on your checklist. Check out your local chamber and your regional chamber. Yeah, please. Sorry. So the last thing I just want to say, recognize that um, the importance of Black businesses is that they they are making a contribution to the nation's economy. It's not just the local economy. Uh, those statistics are available for a reason. Uh, people are looking across the 50 states to see at their contribution, as well as other businesses, because it informs policy areas that you know need to happen, too. And um, yeah, we know there are other important facts about the disparity that occurs in Black businesses when you don't support them. You know, there there is another effect overall, because let me take you back to the two words, legacy and generational wealth. I'm just going to leave it at that. Everybody has the right to be part of that. So just think about that. And let's change the national conversation. We got to change these statistics. So promo time again. So this time we really are going to share some more financial awareness. Changes on the retirement planning horizon. And uh, like we said before, and you know what? It's good to mix it up sometimes too, isn't it, Louise? I find it, you know, that's good because sometimes, you know, we want to stay, you know, but you got to learn to be flexible. So just, and, and so the reason I'm saying that is because of this next statement. Just when you think you got it all figured out, the feds step in and mix it up. So just a reminder, make sure you subscribe and tune in to the special conversation next Sunday. And with that, Larissa is going to give you her famous word, uh, words. <laughs> you know what my famous word is? Ciao. So thanks so much for being here and we will see you next week. This has been an important episode that uh, we do hope that you will take to heart and we will see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>